Welcome, welcome everyone to E-Motion Monday. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Um, here's another episode. We're going to talk about boundaries today. Um, not too many people speak on boundaries, so we're going to speak about it today. So how emotion Mondays go for anyone that is um, catching the replay or watching live um, or tuning in for the first time on my podcast. What emotion Monday is, is a play on words. E-motion. E is electronic because we're here live. We're on social media and motion is basically to set motion. So, you know, I prayed and asked God what day that he wanted me to do this, if he wanted me to do this. And of course, he keeps giving me things to discuss. We discussed the elephant in the room, things that maybe uh, people don't want to touch on or don't know how to communicate um, the issue about. So that is what Emotion Mondays is. And it's to give you a push for the rest of the week. Mondays are kind of, you know, difficult for some people coming off of a weekend, depending on how it is or how it went. You know, some people need this boost, this, this push, you know, for the rest of the week. And also it may serve as confirmation, you know, for you, if you have been praying for God or asking God for clarity on some things. Alrighty, so we're gonna go ahead and jump in. I want um I hope you guys were able to read the blog that I posted. Hello, hello, hello. Um read the blog that I posted for today. Um let's see. Uh so how are it's boundaries? How many of us have them? And if you guys hear some noise in the background. My cat is so embarrassing. The door is closed, but for some reason, he likes to be needy. <laughs> so, you know, the joy of having animals. So, you know, just kind of ignore it because I do when I'm doing something. But anyways, <laughs> so um, boundaries. How many of us have them? Um, do we lack discipline in saying no? Having no boundaries or constant moving boundaries proves to be a problem to your mental and emotional health if they are not clearly defined. You know, I pray that whoever is watching this replay, whoever is watching now, that you have learned the importance of having boundaries. And if you have yet to sound to find and put in place boundaries or you may have put boundaries in at one time, but kind of moved them back and said, well, maybe I can do this just this one time or this couple of times. You know, you're going to find that this live, this discussion is very beneficial for you because it is something that I went through. You know, many times things that I may discuss on here, um, it usually hits me first. <laughs> so then I can, you know, God pulls me out or, you know, it's lessons that I learn. And so this is pretty, pretty much based on my testimony, my testimony of what I've been through. So boundaries was a huge one. I've, uh, you know, learned that so well during the pandemic, you know, we're still in the pandemic, but you know, uh, during like quarantine and everything, just to how to set boundaries, you know, um, I was just tired. I was just drained and I found where to cut some things and what to do more of and that is you know spiritually and i want you know what i'm not even going to read and say what i'm going to read so let's just get into it so um 
you know, when I say, you know, do we like the discipline and saying no, no will preach if you let it. No will preach if you let it, because when you're saying no, um, we just think of boundaries and the word no, and we put it in such a negative light. And it's not meant to be negative. It's just that you know your boundaries. You're clear on what you are able to do. And we're going to discuss how to, you know, use that effectively. Um, I'm just going to get right down to this point. Having a big heart can be a gift and a curse. How many of you have a big, huge heart? You know, you want to help everyone. You want to kind of, it's almost like you want to put a cape on your back <laughs> and save the world. You know, you have that much care for people. You have that much, you know, compassion um, for the world or, you know, like I said, your family, your, you know, your children, it could be any, anyone, but, you know, you just have this big heart. So it could be a gift and a curse. You care so much about people and their needs that you neglect to attend to your own. Now, this one, it becomes a curse. Sometimes you can do so much that you fail to attend to your own needs. And that's where I was at. I kind of failed in attending to my spiritual needs. Just so used to doing, make sure this person had this, make sure, you know, uh, serving here, serving there, that I was pretty much draining myself slowly, slowly into a spiritual death, you know, where... I was pouring so much that, you know, I was forgetting to fill my cup. And, you know, I feel like that for like a lot of mothers, mentors, or, you know, whoever, we forget to fill our cups, you know, spiritually so. Um, and also naturally, you know, you forget to take a nap. You forget to have some rest. You forget to feed your body with some nutrients. All of those are important and you have to set boundaries and limitations for those. You know, you have to make sure that you, you know, um, refuel yourself. No one, no car can run off of, you know, without fuel. Right. So we have to think of that in place of our bodies and our minds. We all do from time to time. Absolutely. We do. We do. And, um, you know, we just can't push our bodies, our minds, you know, to that limit. So we have to have those boundaries. All right. Um, so let's see where I was at. You care so much about people and their needs that you neglect to attend to your own. You have so much to give, whether it be resources, materials, knowledge, encouragement and service that you open up a wide door for anyone to walk through and take. So if you think of yourself as a person without boundaries, you know, it's like going into a store and there's nobody to kind of a grocery store or whatever can go. Anybody could go in this revolving door and just take whatever they need. And there's no stock stockers. There's no one to replace what was taken off the shelves. So, you know, I love to give these uh, examples to make it clear what it looks like. You know, uh, you the, the store becomes empty because you just allow people to come and take and then there's no refill. So that's what it looks like. But, you know, a lot of times this leads you depleted. 
Many people with big hearts forget that they need a refill for their cups. I talked about that a little earlier. So when you constantly pour and the substance starts to dry out, what we have left is bare bones and then we start to wither. So you just think about it, about a, a cup. Um, it starts pouring and then now there's nothing there. So what do people start doing? They start chomping at the cup you know, start pulling away at the cup and then the cup starts to become tattered. You know, it starts to become not a cup anymore. It can't even hold in the refill. Even if it was to be refilled, it's so far gone. It's so far damaged that now it's not even in a state to be filled anymore. We don't want to get to that point where we don't have boundaries and then now our cup can't even be filled anymore because we allow people to take away from the cup because you know i guess they think it's something there but still they'll take away from the cup and then you have you know you have nothing to be refilled your your temple your vessel is at this point just really just kind of tore down so during this pandemic i have certainly learned how to set boundaries with everyone when i tell you everyone i mean everyone y'all like look my phone and this is a tip that a lot of y'all can take my phone naturally goes on do not disturb at nine o'clock 9 p.m my phone goes on not disturb unless i decide that i may want to check it because you know the only calls that come in is my family you know the only uh messages that come in are from my family just in case it's an emergency not that anybody else's emergencies don't matter but like i said boundaries if you don't set boundaries and you, you feel guilty about everything, but you can't put that burden and that responsibility on yourself all the time. All right. So that's a little tip for somebody to take. You know, that's another thing, another way to set boundaries. Put your phone on, do not disturb, you know, and leave it and set it where, you know, your children or, you know, your husband, whatever can get through, but just everything else can just kind of wait and chill a little bit, you know. And so I do check, you know, from time to time. And it's funny because sometimes when I do check, it, it is something that it does really need my immediate attention. So I guess that's discernment. Thank God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. My spirit was withering up and all I had to pour from was my, I didn't read that part. Um, so during this pandemic, I have certainly learned how to set boundaries with everyone it was hard because I love to help. If anybody uh, knows me, like for real, for real, for real, I love to help others and maybe even not for real, just I love to help others. I love to give information. You know, I love to just push. That's me. I'm going to do that. And that's a natural uh, gift that God has given to me. Um, but I found myself being depleted, even to the point where warnings were coming from everywhere that I needed a refill. Like when I tell you the people that are close to me, you know, would have dreams and would have these, uh, you know, words that, you know, I came to them tired, weary, crying, worn out. You know, that was kind of a wake up call for me because I'm just I, it caused me to evaluate where I was spiritually. And that was before the pandemic had hit. When it hit, that was the time that I took that. I took that as a point to, I need to really just get myself in order all the way, all the way. I need to get myself in order before I can really, truly 
pour out. I need to be strengthened in order to pour, you know, pour out. Um, so I felt myself being depleted, even to the point where warnings were coming. Uh, my spirit was withering up and all I had to pour, pour from was from my flesh, which is dangerous because when you are appointed by God to do a thing, your flesh should not be the resource. I'm going to say that again, if this makes any sense. Um, you know, I had to pour from my flesh, which is dangerous because when you are appointed by God to do a thing, your flesh should not be the resource. Everything that we do for God requires his strength. So if you're saying you're doing something for God or you're doing it so God can be pleased, you got to know that you got to have his strength, right? Um, when we don't spend time in his presence and feeding off of his word, we start pouring from an empty cup and an empty vessel. You can imagine, I mean, I, I'm a visual in the mind type of person. So when I think about it, you know, with something, it's just an empty vessel or, you know, something empty cup. It's just, it becomes, starts to become painful. You know, when you're pouring out from your, your, your physical body and you're putting your body through limits that it, you know, physically cannot do, then it becomes, you know, you get, you get wary and your body starts to get weakened. Um, we start to rely on earth-based knowledge and wisdom without the aid of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I say spending time, I don't mean a few seconds in the car or flipping through the Bible app or even attending church once a week. Y'all do know that's not enough, right? Just uh, going to church every week is not enough. You need God every day. Every day you need to have a touch point with God. You know, it's just not, I'm going to wait till Sunday to get this, to get the refill. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. And that is a great start. All of this is a great start. I'm not knocking all of this, you know, prayer in the car, going to the Bible app and, you know, studying and reading scriptures for the day. And, and I would encourage that even in that, go deeper. When you see a text of the day, don't just stop there. Go deeper and study where it's coming from. And, you know, you'll get a refill from that. But, you know, it's a great start, but you just have to know that you have to, if this is who you say is a lover of your soul and he's uh, all wise, he's your healer, he's your provider, you have to talk to him every day. Um, so, you know, with these few seconds in the car, flipping through the Bible app or even attending church once a week, can you truly honestly say that you are giving God time to pour what you need? To not only get through the day, but to be of use to others. Yeah, those seconds are good. Those Bible app flips are good for to get you through the day. But to be of for total use and ready use for others, to be of ready use for your job, to be of ready use for your household and your children, you know, you need more time than that. You need to labor <laughs> with God so that you won't be depleted. And that requires having boundaries. You need to have time to spend with God. Like that has to be a thing that you have to cut out to spend with him. And, you know, you'll know how much you need. You know, you just have to consult God and everything. He'll tell you how much you need to be in his face because he'll, he'll arrest you. <laughs> he will arrest you and he won't let you go until you get what you need. All right. So look, all of this, this topic and this subject 
came from a book that I'm reading. Y'all, it's wonderful. So if you want to know exactly what it is, I put the hyperlink in the blog. Um, so you can just click on it when you see the title when you read the blog. So I'm in the process of reading this wonderful book called Boundaries. When to say yes, when to say no, to take control of your life. And it's by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And the thing I like about this book, it has biblical concepts and it. it has biblical, you know, references. So it's just not saying just say no or whatever, you know. And I like the case case study that it used. I got the book right here. I'm playing with it. But um, so the first chapter is what grabbed me. So I was all in with this book. Uh, the first chapter of the book entitled A Day in a Boundary Less Life. It focused on a working woman that is married, had kids, and, and also was very active in her church. She described her day-to-day -day life, which in a nutshell consisted of her really not knowing how to say no and considering what she could handle. So, you know, I'm reading through the chapter and this lady is not, not saying no to anything. You know, her job puts this big pile of work on her. <laughs> And she's just like, yeah, I can do it. When she know that she could have told her, you know, boss, because he was pretty much putting work on her. That was his work. Didn't know how to tell him, hey, you need to do your own work. She figured because they want me to do it, I must do a good job at it. So I'm going to take it and do it. Put extra weight on yourself. Put an extra burden on yourself. When you could have just, and I mean, you would have been in the right doing it. She would have been in the right doing it. Knowing your position, knowing your boundary. Hey, I got enough of my own work. Not saying it like that. It's a way to say it in love. But, you know, just like, no, I can't do it. Because he asked her. He said, do you have time to do this? And she said, yes. But in her mind, she's like, no. So sometimes you can't put people's, other people's feelings above your own when it comes to your mental, spiritual health. You have to put you first. All right. So, um, you know, she couldn't say no and her not being able to set boundaries not only was causing her to have emotional and mental instabilities, but it also affected her family. So think about what else is going on in your life that is causing, you know, it's more than you when you don't know how to say no. You usually affect those close around you when you can't say no. When you don't set boundaries for yourself, those that are in that fence, in that boundary with you, they get affected as well. It's not just about you. They get, especially your family, your, your marriage, your, everybody gets affected. Yes, we must learn that it's okay to say no. It, it's okay. It is really okay to say no. All right. Listen, and you know, it is all about too. when you have that strength to say no, it's about knowing who you are and knowing who you are in Christ and knowing your assignment, knowing your purpose, knowing, you know, and a good indicator. And I didn't put this in this blog to know when your boundaries are working for you is when you have peace. When you have peace on a situation, that is a clear indicator that you have the right boundaries. If you are having some kind of confusion going on, 
and you know it's stressful or whatever usually that means you you ain't got no boundaries you ain't got no boundaries or you set the wrong ones you know either one you're either being too strict you're, you you put a wall instead of a fence with the with the door that you can open and close and we have to be careful even in that putting up walls walls mean nobody could come in and you barely could get out <laughs> we got to be careful so careful not to put up walls you know it's a difference some people i think sometimes some people confuse that and say after they get hurt after a traumatized tizing event then it's well i ain't gonna let nobody do that and that's never gonna happen again you putting up a wall you're not putting up a boundary you're putting up a wall at that point so you can't y'all can't put up walls i've had a wall built up at one point for such a long time and it's take took me years to tear it down brick by brick with god's help tearing down the wall and building a fence that's what i had to do i had to tear down my wall and build a fence with the gate that i can open and close as i need to as i can handle it you know so that's a good lesson to learn y'all um let's see so not having these boundaries not only cause her emotional mental insta instabilities but also affected her family because of her lack of boundaries her son had behavior issues and her husband was barely there mentally in the house like he was there present you know he's watching tv he would eat her dinner but just wasn't mentally there you know in the house and that's because she took on such a load, you know, for work and church. And, you know, it was even an instance in the book where she had company come over. And this was after her boss laid this pile of work on her lap that she should have said no to. And so she had these visitors and they wanted to talk about their problems, want to talk about their issues. And she didn't know how to tell them, like, wait, you know, can we talk about this another time? Because... You know, I'm busy. I picked up some extra work and I'm pretty sure they would have understood. But her guilting herself, you know, because she wanted to be be helped or didn't want it to be looked at as a bad person caused her to overextend herself. We got to be careful not to overextend ourselves. And, you know, and her working, being up late at night, she's not in the bed with her husband. You know, she's not really speaking to her husband, interacting. And then her church, I guess they dropped last minute to organize a retreat. That was that weekend that she had the extra work to organize this retreat. And she couldn't even tell her church no, because, you know, and I'll read further down. In the end, she was confused on how things were just because she was trying to make everyone happy. The other sad part was that she misrepresented God in her life by stating that overextending herself was the Christian thing to do. God allows us to have boundaries. So I'm going to read that again. The other sad part was that she misrepresented God in her life by stating that overextending herself was the Christian thing to do. God allows us to have boundaries. And I got examples. I had to pull this article up that pinpointed where Jesus had boundaries. You know, even when it came to, you know, him ministering, his ministry, he had boundaries. He knew when to get away 
and you know re-energize himself he knew and still took care of his business you know pretty much so you know her not that caused a toil on her marriage you know something that god blessed something that god had ordained and put together her boundaries caused her marriage to be in turmoil all right so you know it's a curse it becomes a curse to have a big heart you know like i said it's a gift and a curse when you have a big heart because then you want to help but you, you have to set those boundaries again so i'm not going to preach on this blog but look this look these things up in the bible y'all everything that you need is in the bible the answers and everything even jesus went to pray in solitude to get direction and infilling from his father him being all god and all man still needed that time still needed those boundaries the flesh is something else. And it's only because he was in the flesh that he needed to set these boundaries. So let me see if I have this article up. Because I want to read this article. It was really good about uh, how Jesus set boundaries. So um, let's see. So in this article, it states why setting boundaries is important. Personal boundaries are what defines your identity. Look, this is deep, y'all. Setting personal boundaries are what defines your identity. Like I said, you got to know who you are in Christ to make that know okay. All right. They're like the property lines around a home. This is my property and that's not my property. This is me, what I value, what I'm good at, believe, need, or feel, and that is not me. Like, you you got to know what is for you, what is not for you, you know, what's on my property, what's not a part of my property. You have to, you know, clearly have those lines defined. Uh, to know yourself and to be secure that you are loved is essential to all relationships and activities. The better your boundaries of self-awareness and self-definition are the greater your capacity to offer empathy and love to others. So you need these boundaries in order to be a great lover of people. Sometimes we think we, we, you know, we can't put boundaries and that's a way to show people, you know, that means that we love them because we're giving up so much of ourselves. This article is saying that's the opposite. When you have boundaries, that means you love yourself and that means you can have you can show love better to other people. Isn't that good? That's amazing. I love this article. Uh, good boundaries help you to care for others because you have a stable foundation to operate from and are not distracted or depleted by personal insecurities or blind spots. That's why it's not selfish or unloving to have boundaries and take care of yourself. We got to get out of, and this is only but the devil, telling you that, you know, you are selfish for having boundaries. That you are selfish for taking a nap, for taking a day off. You are selfish. For, listen, and I might get hung up at the cross for this, for even taking a Sunday off from church, from giving yourself time to strengthen that foundation, you know, of who you are in Christ. 
Because that's the whole point of this thing. That's the whole point of being a Christian is to be deep in Christ, right? So somebody say you're selfish because you just may not be serving in the in a capacity that they're used to seeing you serve in. So now when we can't trace you, we can't see you, then you're being selfish when, when on the other end, you're really strengthening yourself, <laughs> strengthening yourself to operate on a greater capacity and it's all going to be for people but you need to love yourself by setting boundaries amen <laughs> so this is good so i just want to get into where um and even in this article it says some, he was saying like i thought it wasn't nice to say no you know and that goes with how you 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 think about people um the power that you give people um you know, uh, above your emotions, you care so much about what people think that you don't take care of yourself. You know, you're scared of what, how they will react to your no. <laughs> you can't be scared of how people react to your no. They'll get over it. And if not, let, let God deal with that. All right. That's the beauty of letting God be the problem solver in our lives. All right. So I'm just going to just touch on this in this article and then I'm going to get back to the blog. Um, about how Jesus ex accepted his personal limits. You know, he met his personal needs. He ate healthy foods, got to sleep. He needed and even took naps. He took time to relax and did a lot of walking. And they have various scriptures in here. Um, you know, it's in Matthew 26, 18, Mark, Luke, you know, pretty much the disciples. They, they will tell you. Yes, the fear factor. The fear factor is saying no. And that is the devil. That ain't nothing but the devil telling lies. Telling lies and, and, and they going to talk about you. But you got to think about it. If you know who you are, people talking about you is not going to matter. It's not going to change what God told you to do. You get that strong, the more you spend time in God's face, the more you spend intimate time with God and you have a strong relationship, the less you will be fearful of people and more fearful of him and what he thinks and what he says. Because listen, you get that deep in God, he going to let you know. He going to give you more than just a, a word. He going to really like shake your world up to tell you, you, you should have did what I told you to do. Listen, I know this for a fact. He will tell you, I, I don't care what everybody else is doing. What did I tell you to do? You know, shut it down. <laughs> you know, I don't play. I don't play when God tells me to do something. And I'm at a point in my life where I don't even have to explain it to anybody. You know, and I'm not ashamed to say, well, this is what God said, even though it may be contrary to what they know and understand. I'm not afraid to say God told me this. Because it's me, it's my soul, it's my life that I have to answer to God at the end of the day, you know. So look, he received support from his friends. He sought the company of his friends. This is in Matthew 26. And this is my favorite part. Part He enjoyed solitude. He withdrew from the crowds to go away on retreat alone or with friends. You will see this in the Bible where Jesus even went to the mountain to pray. He went even to grieve, you know, even with his uh, cousin, you know, John the Baptist, when he got killed, he went, I, give me a minute. I got to pray. 
And then disciples was bothering him, you know, about it, but he knew he had the work to do, but he had his time. Jesus had his time of solitude. So anything, you know, that God is, it's, it's in this Bible, y'all. It's in this Bible. You just got to read it for yourself. Um, he enjoyed the moment. You know, he left one city to go to another because he couldn't be in two places at the same time, which is why he had to go to the cross and why the spirit had to be, be set free for us to have because he knew that he had to be everywhere. You know, so it was good that we had the spirit. I kind of got off track, but y'all get it. You know, he knew he couldn't be in one place at one time and he was unhurried. He was never in a hurry except to go to Jerusalem and embrace and to embrace his cross. This was in John eleven six and Mark ten thirty two. So Jesus was never in a hurry. So a lot of times when we don't have boundaries, we could be in a rush to be somewhere, to be at a place. You know, don't be in a rush to be somewhere. It's in God's timing. So like I, I explained this in a blog, in a podcast before about don't be, don't try to be in rush anywhere fast because you don't want to get to where God has already ordained for you to go. And it's a curse. Like he was trying to, all along to have you prepare. Prepare spiritually, prepare physically, prepare emotionally. But because we try to get to a place too fast or unprepared, and now it feels like a curse. You know, I want to be in God, in a relationship with God, and also enjoy my assignment. That doesn't mean it's not going to ever be work, but I want to enjoy my assignment. And I have to set boundaries in order to prepare for that. All right. So I'm back to the blog, y'all. Uh, the definition of boundaries is something that indicates or fixes a limit or extent. So, and the synonyms are bound, cap, ceiling, confines, end, extent, limit, limitation, line, and termination. Now, to someone that don't know how to set boundaries, this sounds like I'm cussing. <laughs> like, there's no cap, there's no ceiling. You know, there's not an end, there's no limit, there's no extent. Fact of the matter is, we are flesh. We have a cap, we have a limit, we have a line, and in some instances, we have a termination. Some of us need to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger and terminate some stuff from our lives because it's, it's not doing us any good at all. You know, and those are, aren't bad. You know, God always says it's a it's a season for everything. You know, time to plant, time to harvest, you know, time to laugh. It's 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 got to be an end to everything. So you just have to know what where that is. Um, so listen, our flesh has limits, and being filled with the spirit doesn't make us totally limitless unless God says so. I hope this makes sense. Our flesh has limits and being filled with the spirit doesn't make us totally limitless unless God says so. God designed us and he knows everything about our genetic makeup. So he knows what all we can handle. We just have to listen to him and obey when it comes to how to operate in our daily lives, how we parent, how we serve in marriage, how we do our jobs and how we serve our communities and churches. Don't let anyone guilt you because you have boundaries. People will make you feel guilty 
when you have boundaries that benefit you, that will get you back to health. Don't don't listen to well, you you don't you're not really doing anything. That's besides the point. I first of all, you don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and second of all, you know, I have a boundary that I put in place. You know, for my well-being. Nobody knows your body, you know, but you and God. All right. Uh, we are all human, but we are also each designed and wired differently. We all have been through life experience that have shaped us into what we are. What others may handle, you may not be able to, and that's okay. Y'all do know that's okay, right? Uh, that is your limit and your boundary. That is your limit and your boundary that doesn't make it bad that you may can't take on or do something that somebody else can. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about that. You know, now there are times where you know, sometimes we could be lazy. But like I said, you won't even find peace in being laziness and being lazy. So if you have peace in your boundary, you are right. But you can't have peace being lazy. You will feel like you're wasting your life away. Listen, I know that lazy spirit. <laughs> you feel like you feel you start to feel guilty of things that you probably could have done in that time that you didn't do anything. So then there's no peace in that. So that's the opposite of that uh, busy spirit. You know, there's a lazy spirit and there's no peace in the lazy spirit. If we, if we be honest with ourselves, you know, guilt comes with that because we know we should have been doing something with that time, at least a little bit with that time. And we chose not to. So that is why it is important to know what your boundaries are. If you do not know what your boundaries are, you will become bound. If you don't know what your boundaries are, you will become bound. All right. Uh, you will become imprisoned in your emotions, mind and health. If you are wondering why you may be picking up or losing so much weight in a short period of time, it could be due to lack of boundaries. Listen, you know, you're losing weight because you're stressed out. You gain the weight in two parts, you know, because some people can gain weight in stress, but also you don't have no boundaries with food. You keep stuff in your face. You got no boundaries with food. Everything tastes good and you want everything. <laughs> you want to bite and taste everything. That That's a lack of boundaries. And, you know, I dealt with, I'm dealing with it and I dealt with it. You know, but it's just a learning thing for me. You know, as I go on this this health journey, you know, that a lot of you may not know that I'm on, you know, I just learned how to just have boundaries. My, and they're my boundaries. You know, I know how I act around sugar, around sugary things. Uh, sugar is my thing. I love a good cake. I love a good roll. Listen, it's hard for me to turn away a roll, turn away a piece of cake, turn away... um a nice glass of sweet tea, you know, anything that's sweet, fruit punch. I love juices, but you got to have them boundaries, you know. <laughs> Why do you have headaches and migraines? It could be due to having lack of boundaries. Why are you up and down and so topsy-turvy in your emotions? You could be giving others too much power on how you should feel, and it's a great indicator that you lack boundaries. Boundaries 
are your protection around your property. So you think about it. Like I said, being you be the house and you have that fence outside the house. It's not a wall because there's a door present where you can let people in, let people out as you please. You can't have a wall there because they, they can't nobody come in, can't nobody come out, and you can't barely get out. You got to climb up the wall. Don't do that. If you're a house and have boundaries, the boundary is the fence. People can still see through. People can still see, get a range. You can see out. They can see in. It's just that there's there's still that limit. You see where you can't come in. So get this picture in your mind. They are not walls, but limits. That doesn't mean that they are restrictions. Sometimes we take boundaries as being restricted. Like somebody is t like when you say set of boundaries, in some people's mind, a switch turns off that a switch turns on that means I can't do that. Like that means I I I can't like you're telling me that I can't do that. That's not what boundaries are. Like I said, you have a door that can open and close if you consult with God on what you can handle. So it doesn't mean that you can't do it. And and I don't even know what that is, but sometimes that's a root issue. Uh, why do you feel like you setting boundaries means that or that when we set boundaries, that means it's a restriction? So the definition of restrictions are a limitation on the use or enjoyment of property or facility or regulation that restricts or restrains. Boundaries do not restrain. All right. Like I said, it's not a wall. Boundaries do not restrain you. You can leave as much as you want. When you have boundaries, you can leave the gate come back in the gate as much as you want it's not a restraint because you have the key all right you have the key it's just letting people know this is my house and you have to get my permission to come in all right don't allow people to confuse your mind into thinking that you are restricted when in fact you just have boundaries which is a form of having discipline and being disciplined with your time, energy, and resources. So setting boundaries is means you have discipline. You're disciplined with yourself. You're disciplined with your temple. You're disciplined with your mind, your thoughts. You're disciplined with your emotions. You know, you know yourself that well where you can have these these boundaries. Um, and an emo, an emo, um. <laughs> <laughs> an emotionally unstable person, you know, don't know how to have boundaries. A person that is just, uh, you know, physically doesn't, they, uh, mentally just really just has to do everything, <laughs> doesn't have boundaries. You have to have boundaries with your energy, your time, and your resources. So my question to pose to you all, are you ready to set boundaries now? Now that I had explained how healthy it is, how needed it is, especially in this season um, where you truly, where God is pulling a lot of people into really trying to know who they are, um, especially in him and in your assignment and knowing your purpose and in discovery of your purpose, you, you have to have these boundaries. I pray and hope that you will, God, that you will want to set boundaries. God's blessings won't seem like a burden when you know how to steward them 
when you first learn how to steward, steward yourself. So I'm going to read that again. God's blessings won't seem like a burden when you know how to steward them when you first learn how to steward yourself. All right. So that is the end of me reading the blog. But, you know, like I said, it's you have to think about boundaries as a form of stewarding yourself. It's like, let's bring this in pers into perspective. This means when you have boundaries, that means I'm giving myself time to refill myself, strengthen, you know, allow God to strengthen me, refill so then I can go back out the gate. You know, let me get in this gate for a little bit because I know I have to go back out. So let me get the strength that I need. Let me get this uh, fuel that I need so then I can go through, go back out this gate and do what I have to do. And I can come back in and, and, and do that cycle. Some of us, we just leave the gate open. We have no fence even around our yard, our property. Anybody could come in. And I mean, anybody, animals, <laughs> animals, anything can invade our property. We got to have some kind of protection of our spirit, of our emotions, of our minds. You know, everybody can't have access to everything. I already said protecting the assignment. Yes. Yes. And, and that's all that it is. If you think about it like that, too, um, protecting the assignment. I like that. Set, just think about it like that. Setting boundaries is your you are protecting the assignment. The assignment can only be accomplished with you because you're the vessel in use. Right. <laughs> so. If you protect the vessel, you're protecting the assignment. And like I said, a lot of people may not understand that. And that's okay. You got to have a resolve about people not understanding, you know, your boundaries. Just because you have boundaries, that doesn't mean everybody has to understand them either. All right. Like I said, you gauge that by your peace. This lady in this book that I read earlier, she didn't have any boundaries and her life was in an uproar. And I mean, she did everything. Her boss probably didn't even know she was going through so much turmoil. You know, her husband didn't even know she was going through her so much turmoil. Her child was acting out because she didn't have any boundaries. And, her, and it took for her, took for her, his teacher to tell her during a, a parent teacher conference that what do y'all do at home? <laughs> and she couldn't think about it she's like well we do have difficulties getting him to to you know what i mean to obey some stuff and it's because she didn't even set boundaries with her children she let them go free you know probably didn't have a, a bedtime you know whatever the case was it didn't really too much get into death in the book but you know so what did that benefit her pleasing everybody Things still was topsy-turvy, including her, including her mind, including her emotions. And I wanted to talk about this, um, this specifically because I believe we all need to practice having boundaries. It, even if this didn't clarify clearly, you know, what you need to have, the boundaries you need to have in your life or you feel like I do have boundaries, you know, revisit them. Revisit them with God. 
Don't set them yourself. Allow God as you pray, allow God to help you set boundaries. And some boundaries you're just going to have to be a little tough soldier about because some people are going to try to push past those because they feel like they know you. <laughs> or you know, uh they know what you what what you need and but you know your body, you know, you know your mind, your emotions, but sometimes we you know, yeah. Y'all get it. Well, I thank you guys for uh, tuning in. You know, I don't already ask, but you know, if you feel like this will benefit someone, please share. Uh, let's see. So put this up here. Share and comment. You know, even on the replay. I love looking back and seeing, you know, what y'all think about the video and as well. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel, y'all. So just in case you may not be on this group all the time, you know, you can hit that little bell. <laughs> And so you can get notifications that I'm live or, you know, another uh, video is being uploaded. Um, sometimes people contact me on my email and that's my email address, uh, Rolanda McCoy at the pfme.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram too, Rolanda C. McCoy. I put a lot of quotes and things on there and little clips from the live sometimes. And also subscribe to my podcast. I thank God for my podcast listeners. I'm getting new listeners every week and from everywhere. When I mean everywhere, everywhere. Some places I don't even know where they are or can pronounce. It's like it's in, in another country I have never heard of before. But anyway, so subscribe to my podcast. It's available on most platforms. You know, and I have a couple of video or podcast I'm going to do this week. So I'm more comfortable doing podcasts. I like doing my videos and I like being on here live with you guys. But I just feel like, you know, sometimes with the podcast, I can, I don't know, it's a different flow. So I, I like doing that as well. So you guys may hear more of those videos. And right now I think it's about 25 episodes on there. So, you know, go and check it out and see what you might've missed. Well, all right, you guys, I hope you have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to Emotion Monday uh, with yet another Monday. You guys don't want to miss next Monday. I have a title already. It's called Hidden Triggers. Hidden Triggers. We're going to deal with those triggers that's causing some of y'all to act a fool, causing us to act a fool. I'm going to include me in this as well. There's triggers that needs to be healed and need to be dealt with. So we're going to speak about that next week. So I thank you guys for tuning in, pushing play on podcasts, YouTube. I love you guys and you guys have a good day. All right. Bye-bye.